So thanks so much for joining me today. Today, we're going to be talking about being ready for Jesus. Jesus is coming. It's so exciting. But the bad thing is, is we're not ready. And he's ready, but we're not. And he wants us to get ready because he can't wait much longer. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, you're so good to us. Thank you and praise you. We just thank you and praise you. Thank you and praise you for telling us that you're coming, for being that gentleman that you are, not just showing up, but warning us. And also that we're not ready. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. He wants us to know that he's coming and that we're not ready. He has been telling me to tell people that they're not ready for his return. And people think that they are. And if I, when I read this to you, you'll see that it's really not him that's slow. It's not that we're waiting for him. He's waiting for us. Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord does not delay and he's not tardy or slow about what he promises. According to some people's conception of slowness, but he's long-suffering. He's long-suffering. He's patient, extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish. That's why he's not here. But all should turn to repentance. He's not here because we would perish. We're not ready. We think we're ready, but we're not. And there's so many levels of not being ready. But um, he, he wants us, I would just want to make sure I say this to you today, that he wants us to know that he's already ready. He, and in fact, he's telling people what they have to do to be ready. The people are listening. The people that are too prideful won't listen. And he's concerned about that people. It's not his will that one should perish. Otherwise, he'd already be here. And if we were ready, he'd already be here. Because if it's not his will that one should perish, he's concerned about us going to hell. Hell wasn't made for us. And so he's saying that we need to get ready. One of the things that he was talking to me about, well, I'm going to read you the next verse first. Verse 10 says, A day of Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will vanish, they'll pass away, and the thunderous crash, and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire. And the earth and the works that are upon the earth will be burned. So everything here is going to burn. And all the works happening here are going to burn. And he's telling me that the very works, and, and he's proved it in my life, the very works, the very, the very things that are going on on the earth are the, are the very distraction that is keeping us from being ready. Um, he, he was talking to me today about Noah. And as an example, he just dropped everything for God. He didn't say, hang on, you know, I got to go do this first. I have to do that first. I hear you, God, but I need some time to do this first. God said, I'm going to flood the earth. And he told Noah what to do. And Noah dropped everything and he got right on it. He started getting ready. And so God is saying, where are my people? And when are you going to just drop everything and take me seriously? If we really were watching and praying, then we would know that he's about to show up. He's already here. And when that door opens, it's too late. 
And, you know, in Noah's day, just think about just a few people were on that ark. Just a few people were paying attention. And God is saying it's that way now. Out of the whole population, it's just a few of us. Um, I just, I have so much confirmation. And I was watching a young man the other day on YouTube talk about his vision, his dream where um, the rapture was happening. And one of the things he said that stuck out to me, because God has been saying this to me, is very few were being raptured up. He said, you could count them. It's not like everybody was going, but it was very few. And that's what God is saying. That's why he's not here yet, because he's in love with us. It's not his plan that one of his children should perish. It's not his plan that one should perish. He's in love with us, and he wants us to know. He wants us to get ready. And, and so in, in getting ready, we have to act like he's coming tomorrow. Drop everything. And you're going to know that when you, when you drop everything just to have time with him. You're going to know that he's coming. And you're going to make those changes he's asking you to, to make. And one of those things um, that he's pointing out is we have too much stuff in the way. We have too much stuff going on. We have too much stuff in the way of him that we can't even hear him. And we're not willing to put it down. We're not willing to drop everything and run. But you know what? That day when he shows up, you're going to be dropping everything and running because it's, it's going to be over. And there's nowhere to go. There's not going to be anywhere else to go. Either you're going to go with God or you're not going to go with God. You're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. And so God is saying, get ready. Get rid of that stuff. Drop everything. This is a time of testing. He said that a few months ago when he gave me that word. He said that the hour of Jesus has come. And that means this is a great time of testing. This is a time of testing. Will you drop it? Will you drop everything for him? Will you turn to him? Will you be a part of his quest, what he's doing? Will you help him pull in those lost sheep? Or are you just going to carry on? Life as usual. That's what many are doing. And he's hurting. He's in pain. He's in a horrendous amount of pain. And um, he said it's even to the point where people don't think that he's coming anymore. You know, when um, he, when he um, flooded the earth and it was just um, Noah and his family on the boat, on the ark, it says that he forgot about Noah for five months. He forgot about him and God was showing me he went into a deep depression. It was so hard for him. His children, his own children. All the evil that was there, he had to get rid of it. He has to take care of the evil again. And he said he's already grieving at that. He, he felt that pain once before. And just remembering that pain is so hard for him to know that he's going to have to do that again. And so he is working. He's taking every avenue to keep pulling in those sheep. He's visiting people. He's giving people dreams and visions. I went to heaven and he furthered my assignment while I was there. I was there in business and I got to see him. And he's the most wonderful thing ever. You don't want to miss him. 
You know, so many people think that um, Jesus isn't real. In the same um, voice testimony that I was telling you about, he said, so many people were shocked when Jesus came. And in his um, vision or dream, Jesus came in a cloud. And they were just shocked that it was really real. They don't know it. And I just feel God prompting me to talk about it because the reason they don't believe, well, it's been so long. And us, us who call ourselves Christians, we're not doing our part. We won't drop everything and run. You know, the churches today, a lot of them are just a business. And I don't even think they're aware of what is to come. They're so wrapped up in their stuff. It's all about stuff. And God is saying that stuff is separating us from him. In this time of testing, he's going to ask you to let it go. Stop buying. Stop getting stuff. Let go of your gods. Those are your gods. And if you can't let go of them before he gets here, you can't drop everything and go for him then how are you going to let go of that at all? You're not. He's going to show up and you're going to know what he's thinking. Your sin is going to be, you're going to be laid naked before him, meaning you're not going to have on your wedding attire. You hadn't gotten ready. You haven't given him permission because he thought, oh, I have time or oh, he's probably not even coming. Oh, I've heard that already. And so you're not getting ready. But then when you need something, you're running to him. And then you're wondering why he's silent. Are you ignoring him? Has he beckoned your heart and you ignored him long enough that it went away? Has he asked you to to do something for him, but you just don't have time? Is it just about you? Do you care that your neighbor is perishing? Has Has he asked you to go talk to your neighbor? And your neighbor is anyone around you, someone at work, your actual neighbor in the house next door, wherever you come in contact to. It's a time of testing. Are you going to care about what he cares about? Are you going to get emotionally involved? Because that's really what it's about. When you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, you start getting emotionally involved with him. And when he hurts, you're going to hurt. And so when you, when you sit before him, when I sat before him in heaven at that table, I knew that he was pleased with me because I dropped everything. I dropped everything and just started doing what he wanted me to do, whether I wanted to do it or I felt like it or, or not. I just, I just started doing it because I knew how much pain he was in. He'll show you how much pain he's in. He needs you to go for him. He needs you to drop everything and run. Run to him. Get on your knees and find out how you need to be ready. Maybe you're in unforgiveness. Maybe there's so many things in the word of God. Go there and see if you find yourself in there or just get on your knees and ask him and he'll tell you your sin. And then you have to be willing to let that go. He's a jealous God. He's sensitive. He's kind. He's long-suffering. He's waiting. We're not waiting for him. He's waiting for us to care, to love, 
love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind is to care about what he cares about. And then he cares about your neighbor. So then the next part is for you to care that your neighbor is going to hell. Many people say, I don't care. I don't care if they go to hell. I know I'm not. Maybe you are. Maybe you are if you don't care about your neighbor. If you don't love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and you don't care about your neighbor, then I'm concerned for you. That means on that day, Jesus is going to say, you ignored me. He said, not everyone who calls him Lord, it doesn't matter if you call him Lord or not. It doesn't mean anything to him. Those are just words. But Lord, I did this for you. I did that for you. You're going to be standing there arguing with him that day. And he's going to say, yeah, but you didn't care if your friend went to hell or your neighbor or the guy that you walked by in the street that I asked you to talk to. You didn't care if he was going to hell or not. You ignored me. So wait for me. I don't know you. I started to say, if in your relationship here on the earth with him, if you're ignoring him, and then when you're calling out to him, he's quiet, that's a good sign that you're ignoring him and you need to do something before he gets here. You need to do something before he gets here. And he's coming. He's here. He's about to open that door. Read Matthew. Matthew 24. And you'll see that things are all in order and he could come at any time. If you never asked Jesus to be your Lord, Revelation 3.20 says that if you answer that knock at your door, he's knocking at the heart of your, at your heart, at the door of your heart. And if you let him in, he's going to come in. If you heed his voice, you have to heed his voice. You have to not ignore him. And then he's going to come in and he's going to dine with you. He's going to teach you his way. He's going to help you. He's going to help you with everything. He's going to be there for you. He's going to love you. And then he's going to ask you to love him back. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me and I'll show myself to you. So you're going to hear him. He is his word. You got to look at his word. Get on your knees every day and worship him. He loves you. Want to say that prayer with me? Let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are so in love with us and we're asking you to come live on the inside of us and help us to heed your word, to look at your word and do it. Help us, Lord, to get ready for your return. We thank you and praise you. We love you and give you all the glory. So if you said that prayer, I'm so excited for you. And now you want to hurry up and get to know him. There's not much time left. And make sure you do everything he tells you to do. And it's for your good. It's so that you'll fit into heaven with him. We can't fit into heaven. I mean, if we were good enough right now the way we were, if we didn't need to be recreated in his likeness and taught his way, then there'd be no reason to burn the earth. But there's so much evil here. And so we have to get prepared. We have to get prepared to learn how to live there. And we do that here. He's not allowing any evil in heaven. No evil will be in heaven. So thank you so much for listening today. And God bless you.